Get the gum out of your ears and listen up, you inbred degenerate screwheads. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Richard. And I'm Chris. This is the Evil Deadcast episode 25. Coming to the end of the season here. Uh, and skipping Boo. a week last week really made me miss and appreciate the show more. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, I was bad. so looking forward to, uh, to eating turkey and watching Ash, but it didn't happen. Oh, no, it didn't happen. Did you guys have a nice Thanksgiving, though? Yeah, it was wonderful. Got to spend time with the family, eat lots of birds. Nice. It was great. We had Chinese nice. food. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Mix it up a little. <laughs> Do you Wait, now, can it, Canada has a Thanksgiving at a different time, right? Yeah, back in October. So ours is, is long gone oh, already. But, I'm sorry uh, I didn't ask you about it. No, don't worry about it. We had uh, we had a nice Thanksgiving back then, and uh, <laughs> occasionally, you know, if we're somewhere like we were in Europe once uh, during uh, the fall, so we celebrated American Thanksgiving over there. So it whatever, you know, yeah. it's as long as I get a turkey at some point. That's a good idea. Yeah. Just go around in the different countries and celebrate holidays three hundred sixty five days a year, as you and Jason have proved. You can find a holiday every day. Oh, that's right. We haven't done that in a while, but yes, the hol- there is a holiday every day somewhere. <laughs> well, I, we didn't have Ash last week, but I busted out my season one Blu-ray and started watching it. Uh, some of the special features on my new 65-inch LG OLED TV. No Woo! way, really? Which I wow. is a beautiful thing. love so much. Rich helped me set it up. Thank you, Rich. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. It looks really good. Yeah. It's really bright, really clear. It's, you know, do you know about OLED, Chris? Organic LED, right? Yeah. It basically, yeah. with a, an LED, regular LED or LCD technology, the whole thing is backlit. But with OLED, each individual pixel is illuminated. So that means that the blacks can be totally pitch black. So they're really nice. deep. Yeah. yeah, it looks nice. <clears throat> the I bet contrast all. is crazy. Like when it's when there's a dark scene, if it, you can't even tell the TV's on, it's, <laughs> you know, so it's amazing. I bet all of the blood and guts and gore look amazing. On yeah, like I had it on and Nico came in. I was like, oh. But uh, <laughs> um, the the I watched some of the special features. There was How to Kill a Deadite, and Craig DiGregorio, the showrunner, talked about each episode, and it showed that they actually do have a whole bunch of those deltas. They were all lined up in a row. Yeah. Ah, cool. And then, you know, how they replicated the cabin in New Zealand, and they were freeze-framing the different scenes in the original movie so they could get the details exactly right. So that was pretty cool. That's that's fun. I haven't watched. Uh, well, I haven't seen any of the, the DVD content for Ash versus Evil Dead, but it's the kind of thing that I feel like would be really fun to watch, you know, and just get a little behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, I love I love that, especially something like this really lends itself to that. You want to know how the hell they pull it off. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's how much fun they're having, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get into this week's episode. Attention shoppers, Deadcast Top 3 in 5, 4, 3, 2. All right, it's our Deadcast Top 3 this week. It's Top 3 Highlights for Season 2, Episode 9, Home Again. So what would you guys think? Home Again, this was this was pretty good. Um, it, it goes back to the beginning, and I was really entertained watching this episode i i thought it was fantastic yeah me too at first i was like uh oh okay they're going back to the cabin man we've already been there and you know what and, and also why didn't they just do this earlier if they could time travel they could have cut out the whole second season or whatnot 
But then I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, I'm going to go into this with an open with an open mind, right? I'm going to keep an open mind about this, and I'm glad I did because it was totally awesome. I was like totally stoked. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, a Rich. combination of all the movies, you know, with Ash as the center of attention and everything. It was cool. Rich, you can't ask questions like that, though. Why didn't they no. do this before? That's not fair because <laughs> <laughs> because it's going to ruin the whole thing for everybody right. if you do that. So let's just pretend that didn't happen. It's like, <laughs> right, yeah. Watch first, that's the, think that's never. That's the standard question with any time travel in any show, right? It's like, well, yeah. why didn't they just do well, that in the first place? Especially for the, with this show, you just don't try, try not to think at all. Either, right. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot first, that's one of the never. themes of the show. Just don't think. <laughs> just enjoy. Actually, um... I didn't know they were going to go back to the cabin. You didn't know that either, right, Rich? Until they actually got there? No, yeah, no. Yeah, when they said uh, they're going to go back to the cabin, when Ash said that, I was just like, Oh, here oh, we go again. Oh, we're going to go back to the cabin. Okay, I don't know how I feel about this. Right. I, I guess, great about it. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I guess in the back of my mind, I'd been thinking, well, they kind of, I love the cabin so much, and they kind of, did that in season one so that was it like we're not we're not going to get to go back there anymore so as soon as they went back i was like they're going back again all right (laughs) (laughs) that's cool but uh i mean i i do get critical when they overdo things but i thought everything in this episode was just about perfect i i loved it so much yeah it was one of my favorites for sure and uh it was genuinely thrilling in a lot of places where other times the show can be like um Oh yeah, I see what they're going for there. That's pretty cool. But this time, I'm like, oh shit, what's gonna happen? A couple of times, you know, and yeah. and then I literally laughed out loud a couple of times. And I think Bruce Campbell totally went all out and was at his best. So this is a winner in my yeah, book. Yeah, he nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Chris, what's your number three? Okay, well, my number three is I'll I'll just start with the beginning of the episode, basically, sort of the cold open and the time travel scene. Uh, I really enjoyed. I never really had that feeling that that you were just talking that you guys were just talking about, where I I thought, oh, they're going back to the cabin again. That that never even occurred to me. It just I just the the episode opened with Ash driving around in his car, kind of mourning the loss of uh, loss of Pablo and figuring out what to do. And then as soon as he said, it's like, we'll go back in time, sort of, I've done this before and, and we can, we can save him. And I was like, yes, this is going to be amazing. So, uh, I just, I just loved the whole opening and, uh, this may be a little bit weird, but I got a little back to the future vibe. Uh, me from too. That Absolutely. Beginning. Uh, yeah. it, that's one of my favorite movies yeah. of all time. You know, my wife and I watch it at least a couple times a year, actually usually over over Christmas. So we'll be doing that soon. But I I, I started wa- thinking while watching this, you know, they're driving a car mm-hmm. to time travel. They're they're speeding down the road as fast as they can straight at like a shop in, uh, you know, Back to the Future. They come out. To, straight at the movie theater yeah and even the music sounded a little back to the future didn't you think it did yeah it did totally yeah. and then there's there's the drunk guy on the street which which yeah. we have in back to the future That's as well right. uh and in in back to the future you know he says crazy drunk driver when he when he comes back and stuff <laughs> and then and then it, it even keeps going from there like they got back to 1982 and everything kind of felt sort of happy and light and sort of fancy free like it did when marty goes back to 1955 that's really interesting too because back to the future was filmed and took place in the 80s and went back to the simpler time of the 50s and now right here we are in 2016 going back to the simpler 80s to the simpler yeah. 80s that's right <laughs> people like washing cars and just the music was Playing amazing video you know? games yeah yeah like in the street which was funny but yeah, hey why but, not hey and everybody loves 80s music so that was that was fun and then ash even realizes that he knows all the sports scores for the next 30 years right. so he yeah, can make some money which i is- was actually looking to see if uh the if the delta was going 88 when they went through the time portal but i think it was over 100 when they went through the portal, it was over a hundred, but I was thinking exactly the same thing. I, I, I thought they might even make a, a reference, you know, the sort of when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit or something like something that. Like but, that yeah. but they didn't quite go there, but everything else about it almost felt like an homage to back to the future, which I think is amazing. And in the end of the day, it's kind of meaningless, but just fun. And I enjoyed watching yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. So. 
they did a yeah. great job of hooking me into this episode with that with that opening and they probably know that there's a lot of back to the future fans that are also evil dead fans that's right yeah, yeah. you know old it may well have been it was yeah. the whole yeah it was the whole headlights the headlights the drunk bum and the headlights for me kind of got that same vibe mm-hmm. and then they're driving down a dead end street yeah that was funny when he got into the uh past and then the bum i'm assuming that was the bum that walked up to the car and said how did you guys and he gave him the bottle of booze <laughs> yeah that's right he led to his right. his alcoholism Which, right in the, in the future i mean we said we weren't going to think about it too much but we're a podcast so um it made me wonder okay so we just saw ash kind of create probably this homeless drunk that we've seen in a couple episodes before does that mean that time is faded and there's nothing he can really do to change it. But Ruby just said she, she agreed with him that if he goes back and prevents himself from, you know, encountering the book that that will change things. But yeah, well, that's what made me laugh is that right after she said, we're going to go to the cabin and that's the only thing we're going to do. He gives the guy. The yeah. And it's like, <laughs> He's oh, like, come just, on, just drink it. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. And then the very next idiot. thing he wants to do. He's an idiot. Yeah. The very <laughs> next thing he wants to do is find his dad and she shoots that down. Right. But, uh, um, yeah, it's it it was fun. I mean, there was even uh, I don't this will reveal probably that I'm a way bigger back to the future nerd than people even know, but in in that movie the bum that's on the street, if I'm not mistaken, is the former mayor of oh, Hill yeah. Valley in 1955. So, yeah. they even sort of paralleled that where, you know, a character who was successful in the past is the alcoholic in the future. So, and I love it's, when uh, Kelly's like stuff. We're in the 80s? How? And Ruby's like, there are infinite timelines and always a primary present you, which remains a constant, but the net... Boring. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> uh, as far as time travel, so Ash, it's it's he thinks, I guess he thinks he hallucinated Pablo telling him to go back in time because he looks at his angel dust joint and throws yeah. it away. But... Um, how did he know which passage to read to send it back? I guess he just thought, well, since Pablo told me to do this, then I guess the one I can see the most clearly is must be the one. Is that what it was? Well, but he made Ruby read it, right? He made Ruby read it, but how did he know which one to have her read? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he just relied on her knowing which one. I I don't know. Or it's, yeah, you're right. It's the only one that's, that's exposed yeah <laughs> it's just convenient that that's the one that sends them back in time <laughs> speaking of poor pablo <laughs> I, I laughed a little bit uh that he was folded up in the front seat <laughs> his legs were up next to his face <laughs> having his feet pointing yeah. backwards by his face was it's funny. just it's just uh, funny that he's driving around with his dead friend you know yeah. and he's all sad and the song is uh what was it you just died in your arms tonight yeah and uh <laughs> it's like it is kind of sad but if this was in any other show you'd be like what the fuck but because of everything that's happened in this show it just kind of seems normal that he would do that <laughs> yeah totally and, and then and then when he puts him in the trunk i sort of had the same feeling i'm like if you're gonna drive around with him in the car why not just leave him in the front seat why do you have to hide him in the trunk but i don't know it's it's ash and he's got a plan and that's what he's gonna do and i love it's habit you, you put your valuables in the trunk when you park <laughs> oh that's true that makes sense <laughs> and his note is don't panic it's 1982 we're in the cabin if you're reading this you're not dead p.s you were dead <laughs> <laughs> and he can't read it anyway because he's gonna be in the fucking trunk <laughs> right it's dark and he's dead p.s uh, you were dead you were dead just so you understand why i said that yeah. and then his your has no apostrophe at which when kelly says that ash looks kind of puzzled why would it have an yeah. apostrophe <laughs> like he's never heard of an apostrophe before <laughs> he's got that stupid smile on his face oh good stuff <laughs> all right rich you know and then also too uh Another example of how this show is just is just uh, you know going for it. The guy, he's like blatantly he's he's blatantly driving drunk. I was I know, like, oh, I wow, know. you don't you don't see that too often in a show. <laughs> and I think he was still. Oh, it makes sense that he would be, but he was obviously still drunk in the past because he's like r- racing down the street, going, "Look out, safety boy!" Ha ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I found that scene a little bit surprising. Like that looked like a pretty young kid that was 
you know, op- acting as as the crossing guard, and Bl- Ash just blatantly runs through, and that kid has to dive out of the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know how they did that because I don't. I'm pretty sure you can't do that with actual children, but I was I was concerned for the, ch- the child's safety. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Camera trips. That's how it was in the '80s in America. See, <laughs> right? Yeah, you had to run people down. Learn how to dodge. <laughs> Especially if Richard was driving down the street. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oops, yeah. I set myself up for that one. <laughs> All right. Is that your number three, Rich? Oh no. I'm sorry. Uh, I just had to say that before I forgot it. <laughs> uh, my number three was the uh, practical effects. Uh, I watched it twice, and I, I realized after the first time I watched it, I was like, "Hey, you know, that was just like the movies." I mean, he had guys. You know, he had people dressed up in suits. He had, uh, he had all the, you know, the rope tricks when the trees were coming alive, and he had the little, <laughs> the little manifestation of evil crawling around on the floor. I, I don't remember seeing any CGI at all. I thought it was pretty cool how they went back old school and did all those practical effects with actual stunt people mm-hmm. and makeup and suits. It was awesome. It really, really lent to the whole feel of it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. So much of this show and in this episode in particular is going back to what we love best about this, the, this movie series. And that's one of the aspects and, and Henrietta is like the perfect realization of that deadite Henrietta. Yeah. Big old blubbery jelly belly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Well, that's actually my number three is Henrietta and uh, Henrietta has always been my favorite deadite I, is she's I think she's the one that says I'll swallow your soul right I'll swallow your soul I'll swallow your soul yeah and I I've said at least once or twice that I'm kind of getting tired of the old trick of the deadite pretending to be the real person uh, to fake people out but I thought it was great in this one because I, you know as soon as she started protesting I was like no nope, don't believe her it's the same old thing and then he starts beating her and I'm like well, dude, I hope she's a deadite because this is pretty wrong <laughs> otherwise. And then yeah, yeah. we haven't, we know, we don't know that much about Nobi. We really haven't gotten to know him as a person before in the series. And so we don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. And he's painted as a bad guy in this one. And so you're like, wow, usually the deadites will tip their hand before now, but she hasn't. So. I'm starting to have some doubts. And then she's saying that Nobi is bringing this girl home to hurt her. And then as soon as the girl's uh, foot gets caught in the bear trap, I'm like, shit, maybe she's right. Maybe, maybe, maybe she wasn't a dead eye. And then <laughs> I love it. as soon as Ash lets her go, like right then is when uh, Nobi says, oh, my wife got possessed by a demon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know what? That's that's why it kind of worked for me in this episode, doing the whole deadite pretending to to not be a deadite thing, because they they played that moment off for a pretty good gag. Yeah. I thought he takes the chain off, and and nobody says it, and then the look on Ash's face is great. And I I kind of I weirdly I like the shot where he just drops the chain almost like he yeah it's it just he's sort of given up with that and he's like he realizes what he just did and now he's gonna have to fight this deadite yeah. so it does get a little old when they when they make that when they do that joke but it it worked here for me i mean I it was all right it was that it, that moment but for me i uh, it worked for me because i started to wonder i was like right and and i haven't uh, you know of course we well, i think we've kind of overtly known the many several past ones but Anyway, this is the first time probably since the movies where I was like, huh, maybe she's a real person. Should have known better. Yeah. <laughs> One of these times they'll have to do it so it actually is a real person. Yeah. That, that'll yeah. mix it up. Right. Yeah. What were you going to say, Rich? As, as soon as uh, as soon as Professor Nolby was like, until it possessed my wife, and then they do close up on Ash, I was like, well, there goes the farm. You know, I mean, he just, he just screwed up the whole past right there. Now he's going to have to fix that. I liked, yeah, like you guys were saying too, and it's funny how Ash's instincts are right. It's like almost every time his instincts are correct, but if you give him enough time, he ends up screwing it up. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one with the correct instincts, which are are funny. Everyone else doubts the these things, and not him. He he knows. He's been doing this long enough. Then again, <laughs> he's the one who wanted to just let Ruby give Ruby the book and go to Jacksonville at the end of last season. 
Yeah, I, I guess he was he was given up on that. He was given up by then. <laughs> I mean, Don't that that's the instinct. About Ash. That's the instinct that he has sometimes <laughs> that that isn't so good. He's like, no, it'll be okay. Yeah, I think I think it's fine. <laughs> Talks himself into it, right? When it's obviously not okay. Number two, Chris. Number two. Um, well, since we're since we're talking about Professor Nobi. Um, this one I feel like is a little geeky, even for a, a podcast about Ash versus Evil Dead. <laughs> but can we just review the sort of Evil Dead timeline here for a minute? That's what I was thinking about. Uh, it's always been my understanding that Ash is pretty much responsible for everything, right? He he went to the cabin with his friends, found the book. They they sort of read from the book or played the tapes they found, and that's what released um, released the deadites into the world or activated them or, or whatever they did. Um, but in this episode, Professor Nobi says that he found the book and then he read from it and summoned the first Kandarian demon. So I started thinking, does that kind of let ash off the hook a little bit because maybe the original demon wasn't his fault um or is this show kind of changing the past a little bit or am i overthinking it too much what do you guys think no i think you're right i think they i think they even addressed that in the second evil dead movie which was uh supposed to be ash and his friends going back to the same cabin right <laughs> You know, again, but at that point, I think the evil was already gone. Yeah, because I was thinking that too. I was like, well, he you remember when he stepped on the nail and then his leg got infected. So that uh -huh. means the cabin itself has been imbued with evilness, or however you want to say it. Yeah. So it's already it's already there. It's already out. Well, his his plan is he's going to have to do something to catch it up there. I mean, in both movies, I see. I mean, I I think the second movie is uh, you know they kind of present the first movie in the first five minutes of the second movie, but without all the other kids. So I never really subscribed to that thing that, that all of that stuff happened to Ash and then he just went back anyway. I, I don't think so, but that's just my, that's my take on it. But I think that, um, in both movies, either way, they find the tape recorder and they hear professor Nobi reading the incantation. So we know that, you know, back, to the original movies that those incantations have already been read and we know what reading those incantations does. It lets the demon out. So he's just talking about what we've already seen in the movies. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, I always sort of felt like they found those and it doesn't make any sense now when I think about it, if the, if Ash and his friends found the tapes, played the tapes, I've always sort of thought to myself, playing those tapes is, is what did it. And so they're responsible for all of this. But well, it, why would you think about it, Henrietta be in the basement then when they got there? Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, she was already possessed yeah. before they even got no, there. No, that's not right. right. What you're saying is not right, Chris. That it's always been known that that uh, Nobi read, Nobi did, stuff was already going on. I mean, I think they might have called it back, but I don't think they, I don't think we ever thought that they started it. I don't know. For some reason, I thought they start like they found the book and they and they started it. Ooh. But maybe maybe it could have just been Ash believing that yeah. uh, at the time because and, and somehow I got really that. yeah I think you're right that maybe it could have been Ash believing it because he seemed surprised you know at the beginning of this episode what because the evil was coming Brrr. and he's like yeah. uh, uh, but I haven't even been to the cabin yet so I think you're right that he believed he started it but um because otherwise it would make more sense to go back even further. And I don't know how they would do it, but try to prevent Nobi from getting the book in the first yeah, place. Yeah. Try to prevent him from finding it in the first place and doing anything with it. That's so they didn't go back far enough. They've basically mm -hmm. gone back to a point at which they're trying to suppress it now, but it's already happened. Yeah. And I mean, maybe yeah, okay. still, if they prevent Ash from finding the book, it just won't be his problem at least. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, if it's going to be anybody's problem, it should be his. <laughs> At this point, yeah, it's hard to say because when he so when he went to the cat, the evil was already there, mm -hmm. but it may have been lying dormant. And then when yeah. they 
reread or played the tapes, you know, it manifested. Yeah. Well, eventually they managed to manifest it physically. That's what it, it is. Because um, took ash. I think if I don't know if we can assume this, but Evil Dead Two came out in 1987. So if that took place in 1987 in in the Evil Dead world, and now we're going back to 1982, then there's five years in between there, you know, cause I, I don't even remember. Um, but wasn't Nobi like trapped in the other dimension in the movies. And you, you heard him trying to break through towards the end there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. he did. He appeared as a disembodied head. Right. So he, he's already stirred up some crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Where are we now? Lost. Number two, you know, my number two is actually Henrietta also. Do you think that maybe that was Ted Raimi in the Henrietta suit? I think it was. Yeah. Again. Because I, I felt. It was so. It was just like the original Henrietta. I was like, yeah. man, whoever did this is doing a really good job. I don't see why it, I, it wouldn't be. Yeah, I thought, well, he was already involved in, in the production. So it's like, hey, maybe that was him. <laughs> yeah, I went and tried to find it, but they don't have any information on IMDb yet. And he was creepy too, especially at the end there. Mm-hmm. That seems that sounds like the kind of thing they might want to, yeah, keep under wraps. Almost be a an Easter egg for people. Yeah, right? surprise. Yeah. Oh, well, my number two. This episode, as I mentioned, I thought it had a lot of great stuff for fans of the series callbacks, but never the same. It was always expanding or commenting on what we what we were already seen, uh, like here's one thing he was looking for the book and he looked over at the desk and he goes, wait a minute. I thought it was here. Then he looks at the cellar door or did I find it in the cellar with Scott? And then he stepped on the nail and goes, ah, but, uh, I, I went back and checked and in evil dead one, they found it in the cellar, but in evil dead two, when it's just him and his girlfriend, it's just sitting there on the table where he was pointing. So Ash is getting his movies mixed up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then I like that. When he's punching himself in the kitchen, which is an awesome scene, that was the same uh, place where he's being attacked by his hand and has to cut it off. So that was a total homage to that scene, I think. But this time, uh, I love when he's pouring all this chili powder and hot sauce in his mouth <laughs> and screaming like a little girl. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Time to spice up your life. <laughs> yeah. That was so good. That right there, that was an homage to uh, to Army of Darkness. Right, the same thing that. happened to him in the uh, windmill. Yeah, he, he tries to pour boiling water down his throat there too. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And then seeing his uh, foot get all infected, that was really intense. And then he goes to cut it off because he knows that's what you do. And then he's like, "Wait a minute, there's got to be a better better way than this." <laughs> So then I loved when he's like, he, what did he say? It's like an evil snake, snake bite, yeah. snake bite, like evil snake bite. Yeah. And so he goes to suck it out and then he's all too shalty. <laughs> <laughs> so nasty. And then as you guys have mentioned, he, he actually acknowledged, I don't think it's ever been overtly acknowledged like this, but he said, of course I've done it before I went to the middle ages. So he, this is, yeah. Yeah. The first time they've actually acknowledged army of darkness with Nobi. We've never, I don't think we've ever really seen much of Nobi. We've only heard his voice and seen just little bits of him. So now we know he says, you know, I've always wondered when, cause whenever they play the tape in the movies and he's like, reading these words will call forth demons. And then he starts reading them and I'm like, what the, why, why'd you do that? But, uh, he says in this episode, he found the Necronomicon and became obsessed with its power and, and then it called to him and overtook him. And so he read from it. So it sounds sort of like it, like the pre, you know, like the ring Lord of the Rings, it's kind of got a hold on him. Yeah. Which is kind of, kind of interesting. So anyway, I just really enjoyed, uh, seeing a lot of, elements from the series but done in kind of a new way here i love that yeah Yeah. you can see a lot in the background too like when they were panning from the kitchen to the basement access and they were doing it really slowly you can see his shotgun that's sitting on the wall with the bullets with the with the cartridges and then it passes by the uh, by the bedroom and you can see the t-shirt that linda wears Mm -hmm. 
when he has to chop off her head. <laughs> so that's cool. cool. I didn't I didn't pick up on those little little details. Uh, but that's really yeah. that's really awesome that they're doing that. I wonder if they, you know, because they made this cabin last year, I wonder if they were like, well, let's keep it around and maybe we'll use it again. And so maybe it's, I would love it if it was like a tourist attraction that would just give me one more reason to want to go to New Zealand. Yeah, really, huh? I would totally go. Oh, there. that would be fun. Yeah, that would be, that would be amazing. I went back, going back to Back to the Future. When I was in California, when we were in California there in the summer and saw you guys, we went to see the house where they, they the house that they used for, um, Doc Brown, the exterior of Doc Brown's house. Oh, is that right? Which was super fun, and uh, I would completely do that with the Evil Dead mm-hmm. the cabin as well. <laughs> Where is yeah, that, that house? Cool. It's in Los Angeles somewhere. Oh, okay. uh, in um, shoot, I forget which area now, but uh, it's easy to find. You can look it up. Hmm. All right, Rick. cool. Yeah, yeah, and if you go to New Zealand, you can also see Hobbiton now. Oh, that's yeah. right. The Shire is there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, dudes, let's go. We got to get on a plane. (laughs) (laughs) Podcast road trip. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be cool. You know, it was funny too how the, um, I found it comical how that Delta car fit perfectly in the 80s also. The car is timeless. Oh, yeah. It's too old for the 80s. Yeah, it's got to be a (laughs) 70s model, right? Yeah. But it never feels out of place. That car (laughs) fits in anywhere you go. That's right. Even in the Middle Ages. You see, what's right. the, <laughs> see what the beer was called Mm-mm. when he had a beer you know how he was putting on the chainsaw and getting ready for battle and they showed a beer yeah <laughs> yeah I love it's that. called shemps shemps <laughs> nice I love that too there were two uh, quick montages and they're getting even quicker because they know we've seen them already but the first one was ended with you know it's like chunk chink chunk and then a little squirt of lotion and he goes ooh and puts it on his neck yeah and then this one was the beer at the end, like getting ready to go down into the cellar. Yeah. The first one, he was kind of getting his, like he was, he was suiting up almost getting his, Mm -hmm. his Ash outfit on. And then the second one was, uh, arming himself, right. With the weapons and the beer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are good. They were both really fun. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Chris, number one. Uh, sure. Well, um, my number one was just sort of in generally Ash in the cabin. We've kind of talked about it, but um, what I'll say is it it was great because it it all felt familiar, like we were saying, but fresh at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. It was it was it, they did a really great job with that. Uh, for example, going to cut off his leg and then and then he doesn't do it. And I'll, I must admit, when he decided to like suck the evil out of his leg. I, that made me gag a little like it was so <laughs> so gross like I, I kind of averted my eyes a little I don't know why I found that so nasty but it was sick and then when he was swallowing the demon I was just like oh god I, I think I'm gonna you know hurl here this was pretty gross um, wait you mean when uh, he was pulling it out out of his well, th- at, throat n- well no he, but when it was actually like you don't oh, see it go right. in but you yeah. know he's like swallowing something and I'm like oh my god just <laughs> spit it out man why are you swallowing it um but pulling it out was was almost equally gross but i don't know and, and then all, fuck was, you ash fuck you yeah exactly <laughs> it was not a friendly little thing <laughs> really nasty so anyways i thought they did a great job just making making ash uh all the stuff in the cabin making it really feel feel fresh and fun and at and another thing too is at, as soon as they landed in the or not not as soon as they landed in the past but when they got there and the evil started chasing them um my first thought was oh why did they separate them so quickly we had ruby and and kelly go one way and ash go the other way and then i i realized it's because they want ash in the cabin by himself we want we want this to be him against the evil in the cabin to sort of feel like you know the old movies and yeah. if kelly and ruby were there i'm sure they're going to show up in the next episode but if they were there from the beginning it wouldn't have quite have been the same i don't think and i think it was great that they put ash in there by himself at least for uh a couple of scenes and especially for that fight so uh i think that was a really good choice and not only yeah. and also it let them go do another callback which was the whole tree tentacle thing yeah, exactly. Yeah, and pretty awesome, I thought. 
Totally. And, you know, I, I made a few notes about that, too. I loved that tree fight scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it it was I almost could have had more of it, to be honest. Like, I, I thought it was over kind of quick, but I just thought it was amazing. I thought it looked really good with them being flung around in the air a little bit. Uh, I really believed that they were being picked up by, like, tree branches and, and swung around. And then the way they used the roots of the tree to look like a big mouth that was trying to eat Kelly, I thought was just amazing. It looked so creepy and awesome. And mm. and if anything, I think the whole scene ended a little bit too quickly. I would have liked to have seen them have to fight the tree a little bit more. <laughs> but that was maybe my favorite scene in the episode, uh, that tree fight. So, um, yeah, I don't. it, it was great. I, I, yeah. I wish there was a little bit more of it. And that goes back to the practical effects too. I think those they had some stunt actresses that were really being flung around, some good rope tricks in there. I don't I know see, about the mouth of the tree though. That might have been CG. Yeah, I think the tentacles. Some of the tentacles were definitely too. I'm sure they probably were, but they definitely had them up on harnesses and and swing yeah. were swinging them around a bit, which is great. Um, so it was good. They that's they did a really good job with that one. I got a little nervous when the trees. When you, I mean, you knew it was going to happen. And then when it started happening, I was nervous. I was like, oh, no, is this going to be another tree rape? Right. And that they knew yeah. we would be thinking that. And then, yeah. uh, you know, instead the tree's trying to eat them. And then they give it a big eye, which was kind of cool, but also kind of gave it, I thought, an easy way to defeat it, give them an easy way to defeat it. But then, uh, you know, sh- they stab it. And I, Kelly says, uh, that was that was horrible or, you know, the worst thing that's ever tried to kill me or whatever. And then Ruby says it could have been worse. And I think that's what she was alluding to. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You can only do tree rape once. I, I don't think you can get away with that a second time, especially in this day and age. I don't know. So They did it in the 2013 I know. Uh, okay, they've done it twice. <laughs> then maybe. <laughs> um, I'm glad they didn't do it again. But uh, here, it brought me back to. I was like, oh, I wonder how Lucy Lawless feels about doing this because here's a clip from the interview that Rich and I did with her last year. Are you a fan going going back? Oh, oh no! I was so disgusted at 17 years old. My first boyfriend took me over to his friend's place where they were going to see this really great movie, <laughs> and it was. Evil Dead, and in the first five minutes of that tree rape scene, I just lost my shit, man. I just, <laughs> just stopped off saying the people who made this movie ought to be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that's what she told her, her husband. I know. I'm not doing a tree rape uh, yeah. scene. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be flung around, I'll be tied up, the tree can eat me, but no rape. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. That's where I draw the line. It's in the contract. That's right. <laughs> All right, Rich. Number one, you know, my number one was the same as Chris's. He took the words right out of my mouth. It was, it's all about Ash for me. He's the reason I fell in love with the movie <laughs> in the first place. He's hilarious. It, he did an excellent job again. He was in, he was in full step with his comedy routine on top of the horror, and they really did a great job when they were recreating it inside the cabin. I felt like I, I wrote I wrote right here in my notes. It's like, wow, I'm back in 1987 at Tim's house watching this again. It was totally cool. They had the camera work all down. And, you know, a lot of the little things, too, with the little evil uh, manifestation of the evil, you know, the coming out of his guts was hilarious. Yeah. It was like, fuck you, Ash. <laughs> fuck you. That made me laugh. And then you had... You had a, and, you know, like little things, like when he was, when he was like, "Oh, it's like an evil snake bite," and he started sucking it out of his leg. It's like I can't do that. I, can you have you ever tried to get your calf next to your right, mouth? The guy, right. the guy's like super ridiculous. flexible. <laughs> <laughs> All those little things, you know. I was cracking up, and it was awesome. Yeah, and how he like jumped up between the rafters somehow. How the yeah. hell did he get oh, up there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking, like, what is he doing up there? The guy's old. He has a bad back. He complains about everything hurting all the time. Suddenly, he can hang in the rafters of the cabin. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Every time I laughed out loud in this episode, it was because of him. I laughed out loud, too, when he was down in the uh, basement, and he was trying to free Tonya from the – or Tanya from the uh, – from the bear trap and he like he, and then he pauses right in the middle of it to introduce himself <laughs> yeah and, <laughs> and so he like starts monologuing and everything he's from the future he gives her the whole story right there well yeah. you know she's stuck in a trap and there's a demon 
running around the place. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny to, hero. to have a one-armed guy fumbling around with a bear trap. You're not going <laughs> to... It's hard enough for a yeah. two-armed guy to get that open. <laughs> and he said yeah. that, too. He's like, give me a brick. I got one hand. <laughs> yeah. I, I was pretty sure in that scene, uh, what happens next is... Uh, you know, she comes out and starts pulling Ash away. And so Tanya is being stretched and his hand is stuck in the bear trap at that point. I thought for sure they were going to rip her leg off. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. her leg is coming right off. But then it didn't. Like, that was mm-hmm. a little bit of a letdown. But hey. I was thinking the same thing. I, I wrote yeah. down flesh sock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That would have been perfect. <laughs> Ash, uh, I mean, Ash, Bruce Campbell, uh, the, that first scene, too, it was his voice cracked you know when he's uh feeling sad about pablo you know what i'd give it all up just to have my little mexican buddy back <laughs> yeah he, he was doing a good job at that and then he's like chugging that whiskey gulp 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 nothing helps does it and then uh he goes of course you, you don't answer and then he puts a joint in his mouth and then he goes whoops and turns it around the other way even though it's the same on both ends and then he goes cuz you're dead <laughs> I thought he I thought he downed that bottle of booze remarkably fast yeah. <laughs> which you know is I guess like ash and then when he puts the joint in I, I almost felt like that was improvised. Like he takes it out of his, yeah. his ear, right? And then puts it in the wrong way and then realizes and goes, oops, and turns it around. Maybe it was planned. I don't know. But the way he delivered the line almost felt like it wasn't planned to me. Right. And I, I, I want to believe that that's the case. But <laughs> I left I, it in. <laughs> I don't think there is a wrong way. That's my point. Oh, like, yeah. Maybe matter. Not. <laughs> I mean, it still could have been improvised. But uh, yeah. then he says, oh, man, you can really taste the angel dust. <laughs> I guess I'm going into my lines. Um, I'll do one more. He goes, yes, I'm upset. Yes, I'm behind the wheel. Yes, I'm drunk. And maybe my license isn't the fancy kind from the DMV, but at least I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that one down too. What else? I like it when he called uh, Pablo his little burrito. <laughs> Don't you worry, my little burrito. Because <laughs> he's all rolled up. He's yeah. like, he goes into the cabin, looks around. My evil mistress in the wood. This is going to be our last tango, and this time you're going to follow my lead, Biatch. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like he's got a hot little number on the side. I, I, I mean, men are such pigs. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good one. <laughs> or Henrietta. I, I couldn't make out quite what she's saying, but something about blah, blah, blah. I'm going to suck out your soul. And he goes, I should have slapped you harder. <laughs> you know what uh i wrote down here in my notes too did you notice that his chainsaw stalled yeah i think that's the first time ever as he's yeah trying to cut her in half i was like no it got all gummed up with with you know whatever she's, she's made thick, of all the goop yeah. she's too thick for a chainsaw <laughs> um is he out of is he out of shotgun uh ammunition because he has the shotgun. The episode ended. They're high, they're on the stairs, and you know they're trying to get up. And he's had he has the gun, but he didn't fire it. So I'm wondering if he's out of ammo for the shotgun and the mm. chainsaws all gummed up. What the hell's he gonna do? Oh yeah, both of no. both of his main weapons. No are, way, man. That's not that's not Ash. See, Ash has a bottomless shirt right. pocket where he keeps <laughs> all the ammo, and the uh, and the uh, chainsaw never runs out of fuel. That's how it goes. Yeah, you're probably right, but I'm I'm a little worried. Well, this may know. be the one time, yeah, something we've never seen before. <laughs> what if he's out of gas and out of out of bullets? No, that's like Superman losing his strength, which well, that's he's happened done before. many times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Karen and I watched some movie where somebody was kind of impervious to harm, but then somebody else threatened somebody that they cared about, and I'm like, yeah, that's what always happens to Superman. That's how you get him. You threaten Lois Lane, and she's like. Oh, so she's like his kryptonite. And I'm like, well, no kryptonite is his kryptonite. <laughs> That's a common thing, though, in superheroes, right? Yeah. Spider-Man, he, he's, his weakness is, um, uh, what the hell's her name? Mary Jane, Mary right? Mary Jane, yeah, yeah. You threaten someone they love, and that's what makes them do something stupid or makes them have to rescue them and come into a trap or something. So, yeah, it happens all the time in these sorts of things. But, hey, if Ash is out of ammo and he doesn't have a chainsaw, he's going to have to get creative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I'm sad just thinking about it. <laughs> Any other notes, you guys? The only other note I had, and I have no idea why I noticed this, but Kelly's shirt, the color of Kelly's shirt matched Ruby's hair. And <laughs> I thought, <laughs> I don't know why, I thought that was kind of cool. They both had this pink color. Uh, oh, that reminds me too. Yeah, another note was Ruby and Kelly. Briefly, you know, I think it was just one or two lines that were addressing what they're going to do after they destroy the book. You know, she said something like, you can move on now. You don't have to stay with Ash after mm-hmm. we destroy the book. But we all know wonder, they're going to stay together. I wonder if they're setting that up, though, for like uh, some drama in the next right. episode or the Separation next season. or something. Yeah, it'll be, next episode will be interesting to see what, you know, direction they set for the future of the show. Yeah. What are they going to do? Don't know. I never thought in a million years they'd go back to the cabin. I mean, what's the deal right now? Oh, they're okay. So they defeated Ball, but then Pablo got killed. So that's basically what they're trying to do right now is bring him back to life. And if they can, just make it so he never had to deal with the damn book in the first place. So they'll probably, in the course of doing this, cause some problem that they're going to have to deal with. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if he's going to meet himself, if they're going to like some, incorporate a younger Ash somehow. I, I just think that would be too hard technically. I know. Well, I was wondering the same thing though. Like Ash is going to, sh- young Ash is going to show up here all of a sudden. I mean, that could be really funny. It'd be great I, I if they could like pull it off. If they could pull it off, Bruce Campbell playing against himself somehow could be really yeah. hilarious. I mean, I know they have the technology to do this. You see it in Avengers movies and stuff, but obviously the budget there is probably right. significantly higher. Exactly. So I don't know. Yeah, they've done um, it with Professor X. Yeah, and wouldn't that follow uh, in the footsteps of, uh, you know, referencing, um, you know, the uh, Back to the Future, too? Oh, yeah, Maybe that's right. Future self, yeah. Future I, self, younger, I mean, older. I, yeah, my, I suspect they won't just because they won't be able to make it look good enough, but I would love to be proven wrong. Um, okay. I kind of want to see Linda now, too. The original one? Linda. She was pretty hot. <laughs> Okay, so my notes, the last, uh, the two last episodes, this one and next week's, are directed by Rick Jacobson, who was the same guy who directed the finale last year. And I think so far, he's he's my favorite, probably. Except for Sam Raimi. Yeah. Um, Ruby, I noticed, was kind of almost jealous that Pablo killed Ball when she couldn't over thousands of years. Yeah. Um, but it made me wonder why she couldn't. I mean, all he did was read an incantation from the book. Why couldn't she have done that? I think maybe he cast a spell over her. But why didn't he cast that spell over Pablo? Anyway, that's what I was wondering. Uh, there was a like some mysterious figure watching them from inside one of the buildings in the town as they were driving to the cabin. Did you guys notice that? I Yeah, I that. noticed that, but I thought that was just a shot. I, I don't think it meant anything. Oh, yeah. Maybe so. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I do remember seeing it. Um, I forgot to write it down, though, by the time the episode was mm. over. Uh, I'm, I'd am i be surprised if it was meaningless. But at the same time, it's hard to say. I, I don't know. Do they, do they include anything like that, you know, for no reason? I tend to think not. No, but, yeah. Yeah. Typically, no. I mean, I think that's probably the only reason why the tree fighting scene was as short as it was is because it's when you think about it it's pretty amazing they were able to cram all of this in a 26 minute episode you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wait a minute too wasn't there somebody following them in the woods though i mean didn't you see something cross the screen you do oh, that's yeah right. you see something yeah. cross right see, in the there's camera something going yeah. on yeah maybe oh, it's yeah, maybe it's could, ash could be related huh it could be yeah, i i have a feeling ash. like if maybe oh yeah maybe but uh, like i I have a feeling what they're going to do in the next episode is it's going to seem like everything is okay. They, they bring Pablo back to life. They fix everything. And then there'll be something, you know, as the episode's ending that kind of gives the audience a clue that everything's not cool. Sort of like they did at the end of season yeah. one. Right. Uh, yeah. But, and maybe these little things are, are leading up to that. Like maybe as they're, they drive back into town next week and, and they think everything's great, but then we see someone watching them from the window again or something creepy like that. You know, I don't know. Maybe they're just setting that up. Yeah, I mean, if, you know, if it doesn't end with things severely fucked up, I'll be kind of disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I've been so invested in the show and following the story so closely more than 
almost any other show I watch that it really makes me respect the writers. It's kind of like, you know, writing yeah. must be pretty difficult. Yeah. I respect the all writers the stuff on stuff you got to come up with. Yeah. Yeah. All the details you have to remember and include, and then you got to come up with the uh, cliffhanger. I mean, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, man. They do a good job, those writers. <laughs> all right. That's good. Let's take a little break. There's more to come. Stay with us. Don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling. Street lights, people. All right, we are back with the news. Let's see here. First up, Mezco Toys has their Living Doll, Living Dead Dolls, Evil Dead 2, Deadite Ash doll available for pre-order. It's pretty cool. Uh, the doll is expected to ship between December and February of 2017. This doll variant captures Ash's unique look from the scene where he is possessed by the Deadites. With a trio of facial scars and a dead milky white eye, or with dead milky white eyes, this living dead doll perfectly captures the moment before Ash violently cuts off his possessed hand. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty timely since we just watched him almost chop off his leg. He comes complete with the Necronomicon. He stands 10 inches tall, features five points of articulation, and comes packaged in a collector-friendly special die-cut window box. The dead, uh, the Deadite Ash variant is available exclusively through MezcoToys.com. Take a look; it's pretty cool. It's a, it's in the fashion of a doll, so it looks like a doll, but it's got those dead eyes and the scars. It's really creepy looking. It creeps me out just looking at it. Yeah, and I, a collector box. That's awesome. That means I'm going to have to buy two: one to take <laughs> out and play with, and one to keep in the box. He yeah. he made a good, uh, really good Deadite, which makes me yeah. wonder if they're ever going to address that in the series. They should like acknowledge that he's been possessed and came back from it Ooh, so it'd be like old good ash battles young deadite ash that oh that could be yeah that that would be a way to do it wow i would like that i like that idea too Mm -hmm. i want to see that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know if i want to get this toy though chris i mean have you seen it it's creepy i can't (laughs) imagine having it in your room just staring at you <laughs> i had to i have this uh kind of uh african looking statue that my brother gave me a long time ago and it's been sitting in our living room but nico decided he's creeped out by it and so <laughs> he made me put it in the closet. he kept turning it around to face the wall and now he i put it in the closet for him <laughs> well that's that's kind of you 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 don't want to you don't want to scar your children no. too badly <laughs> Those instincts to fuck with somebody that I had as an older brother, which I tormented my little brother, um, you know, there's like a little inkling of that with Nico. Like, what if I pretended it was really alive? And I'm like, no, I'm a father now. Yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> I remember that. I had I had those inklings too with my kids, but my kids are both girls, so that kind of went away pretty quick. <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, I have two girls as well, and it, every once in a while, I do something that just—I've—I've uh, I've, well, this is gonna make me sound terrible, but I've—I've I've upset them before a couple times. Like, if we're going upstairs in my house and all the lights are off on the second floor, I run up ahead of them, and then I—I I can hide really quick, and they come up, and I've—I've I've disappeared. One time, one of them just just went bonkers, like she freaked out, didn't know where I was, and I had to come out and like you know lie in bed with her for like an hour yeah (laughs) i've got to be careful i thought (laughs) you i know i thought it was funny but it it sort of backfired (laughs) yeah i've tried to do that with my wife she works at a a movie theater and she'll come home late sometimes at two o'clock in the morning and i'll I'll, i remember once i stood in the kitchen when it was totally dark and i just stood there trying to look as creepy as i could she came around the corner and she saw me and she didn't even blink she's like what the hell are you doing out of bed? <laughs> what are you, an idiot? What are you standing there? <laughs> yeah, it's like all those YouTube videos you watch. It was a complete fail. Oh, well. That's funny. All right, we got uh, Waxwork is going to release the Babadook and Evil Dead 2 soundtracks on vinyl. 
So Waxwork Records has announced five new soundtrack releases for next year. The Babadook, Evil Dead 2, Don't Look Now, Sam Raimi's 1990 Darkman, and Creepshow 2. All five will also be included in 2017 uh, Waxwork Records subscriptions. The subscribers will receive exclusive colored vinyl pressings of all records with deluxe packaging and other bonuses. An Evil Dead 2 t-shirt and Creepshow 2 poster are part of the deal also. But some of the extra loot is still a secret for now. It also comes with a 10% discount on other Waxwork releases throughout the year. Check out the full details at waxworkrecords.com. See, this is cool. I am kind... I don't listen to a lot of vinyl, but I, I kind of appreciate vinyl records. And uh, I don't know. This sounds kind of fun. I might I might pick this up. I actually still have a functioning record player, so I could put it on. And uh, this is kind of cool that they're still putting this kind of stuff out. And, you know, why not? Evil Dead soundtrack on vinyl? Probably sound amazing. Yeah, it fits, too, with, uh, you know, yeah. being back in the 80s. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, I like the idea that it comes with a, a like a package where you get surprises. That's cool. It's a good idea. So pick it up if I, I think if there's any vinyl people out there like me, I think I think it's worth getting. Colored vinyl is really cool too. Actually, uh, I don't know why it's just a color, but hey, it's better than black. Yeah. <laughs> uh, BloodyDisgusting.com interviewed Jane Levy. Uh, is it Jane Levy or Jane Levy? I think it's... I'm going to go with Jane. I don't know. Levy. From the 2013 Evil Dead remake, uh, they asked her, with the popularity of Ash versus Evil Dead, many fans are hoping to see uh, Mia come back in either an Evil Dead sequel or some kind of crossover with Ash. Is there any progress on that? And uh, Jane responds, if there's any progress, I don't know about it. I will say that I would love to work with Bruce Campbell. That would be very fun. You know, I'm only 26. Maybe uh, Mia will show up when she's 56. (laughs) So I don't know there. They also asked her, <clears throat> would you want to play Mia again? She's a difficult character, and you have to do it minus a hand. Uh, Jane laughed. Yeah, chainsaw arm. Again, if anyone needs me, I'm here. So she's willing to do mm-hmm. it. Jane is also in the upcoming remake of Twin Peaks. Oh, cool. That'll be that'll be neat. I'm sort of mm-hmm. looking forward to that. Me too. I, I feel like I really need to rewatch the whole series first. Uh, that's you probably watch, a good idea. Did you watch it all the first time? You know what? I don't even think I did. I, I loved it until I didn't like it anymore. <laughs> mm. But I do want to watch it all now, especially since there's more coming. Yeah, I never saw it all either. I watched episodes here and there, but that was it. It was pretty weird. <laughs> weird stuff. And then last but not least, we have uh, just a, a quick note from Forbes, uh, which is I found inspiring while in small margin uh, last week's or not last week but two weeks ago when Ash vs. Evil Dead uh, part 8 episode 8 came out the ratings went up to 337,000 viewers 7,000 higher than the previous week so I found that encouraging yeah it made me feel good going up is good yeah it's uh, they went on to say it looks like it's following last year's ratings uh bell curve with the drought being over the show seems to do well in the beginning kind of dips down during the middle and then kind of goes back up at the end i think that's common for a lot of shows actually it always there's always a lot of viewers for the premiere and then there's a bit of drop off and then they pick up again for like a season finale or something so i don't think it's uncommon but yeah it's good to see i mean this show does not get that many viewers I know. and uh, i don't you know i don't want it want to see it go away just because you know there's only 250,000 people watching it every week uh, yeah so. well yeah I mean <clears throat> we know we have one more season and we I do. totally would not be surprised if that was it but at least we have one more for sure yeah another 10 episodes that'll yep. be that's yeah. plenty of time to like tell a cool story and sort of wrap it up at the end yeah and maybe maybe we'll get lucky do you think ball will come back I hope not no, I Is don't it? think so either. I think they've moved on from Ball. There'll be some other, uh, some other big baddie to deal with next season, and it'll yeah. be awesome. I was wondering who that would be because it's like I thought Ball was the was it. I thought he was the manifestation of all the evil. Maybe next season the baddie will be Deadite Ash. There'll be two Ashes. That'd be pretty cool for the whole yeah. season. Yeah, <laughs> why not? <laughs> 
That's it for the news. All right, time for listener feedback. I'll go first. Mike, this is all about last week's episode where most people are focused on what happened at the end there. And Michael Harding says, no, fuckity fuck fuck, not Pablo. (laughs) (laughs) Poor old Pablo. (laughs) Don't worry, Michael, he's coming back. I have a feeling. (laughs) Yeah, that was a shock. Mm -hmm. Laura South. No, 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 <laughs> People are, uh, people are not happy about the end of last week's episode, obviously. They seem upset, yeah. Matthew Rep writes, really didn't see that coming. They've got to be able to bring him back somehow since he's the one with the book and all. And Laura South chimes in again and says, I'm so, 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 so upset. That's a lot of so's. (laughs) Uh, Paul Williams says, wasn't Ash's outfit a torn up straitjacket? It looked as such with the buckles down the front. We thought it was military, didn't we? Combat, commando, or was that this week or was that? I'm trying to think maybe when he was on the table. Oh, Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's been too long ago, man. Two weeks ago. Two weeks. I can barely remember yesterday, but uh, you know when he's walking around like sort of stalking Pablo. I, uh, yeah, that was military. That like that was camo and stuff. But maybe that's not what he's talking about. Because oh, after that episode was what happened last time. I can't remember now. Um, it was was that it? Yeah, that was it, huh? Yeah, yeah. Ashy slashy. Yeah, they killed Ball. John Bucket writes in, Kelly, you felt fuck. (laughs) I guess that was his favorite line. (laughs) And then Laura South again says, my geeky kid. I just thought this was funny. So my geeky kid and boyfriend are trying to calculate how they could get the Necronomicon shot into the sun. Geeky coping mechanism, I guess. That's a pretty good way to get rid of something. Shoot it into the sun. (laughs) Uh, And Brian Campbell writes, Pablo will be back. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> he's cut in half, Brian. I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's got to come back. Oh, it's yeah. Pablo. Time travel. Of course. Hey, time travel solves everything. <laughs> All right. We have emails. Our email today is from Chris Pellegrin. He writes in, I'm absolutely shocked that Pablo was killed. I actually thought our core three cast members were 100% safe from harm. Look. I watch too much TV, and with shows like Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead in my diet, I believe nothing could faze me, but I actually gasp in genuine disbelief at that final shot of the episode. R.I.P. Pablo, for now. Prediction. Pablo won't stay dead. I have faith that the El Jefe will bring him back, or so I'm telling myself this to not feel so sad. Guess we'll see December 4th. Happy Thanksgiving, you guys. Keep up the great work. Thanks for covering my favorite show on TV. Stay groovy. <laughs> Very yeah. cool. He'll He's coming back. back. He'll be back. Don't worry, Chris. Yeah. And then we had one. Don't be sad for the holidays. <laughs> one call <laughs> from Steve Brown. Wow. I don't even have the words. Just finished Ashy Slashy and oh my goodness. Can't wait to watch it again. Can't wait to see what happens next week. That's it. He's just kind of stunned. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 The music in the background. Oh man. Just called us right up. I love it. Sounds like Steve just doesn't know what to think. Yeah. He's like totally stunned. All right. Hang in there, Steve. Yeah. It'll, it'll be okay, man. It'll, it'll be okay. It'll be all fine. I think all of this, all of these responses are before anyone find, found out there was going to be time travel involved. Yeah. yeah. Of course. <laughs> Now watch, Pablo doesn't come back. <laughs> That'd be a show. That'd be a huge shock if it they actually be. don't save him, right? Like, yeah. uh, I I don't believe for a second that'll happen. So if it does, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it for uh, listener feedback. Now it's time for next week on Ash vs Evil Dead. You bet. Next week on Ash vs Evil Dead, the episode is called Second Coming, and uh, the writer of this one is a guy named Luke. Calto or Caltux, I don't know, K A L T E U X. And I 
I thought that was interesting because this is a first time writer for Ash versus Evil Dead and he hasn't actually done very much other stuff. I looked him up and he is he was the executive story director on Daredevil, but other than that, he hasn't done a lot. So mm. this is a big season finale and it's a new writer. I'm kind of curious about uh, why they went th with this guy and what he's going to bring to it. But the description of the episode from IMDb is Ash, Ruby and Kelly battle the past to secure a future where Pablo is alive and the world is safe from evil. <laughs> Family from hell has other plans. Mm. <laughs> so there you go. Family from hell. Yeah, the family. So mm. I'd say, yeah, Noby, Ruby, I mean, Henrietta and Professor Noby and maybe Annie. Maybe. Who knows? Is, is, is Tanya going to fit into this at all or is she just there to get killed off or flee into the woods i would bet oh yeah uh pretty much wondering about that every cent i have that she won't survive next episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i think you're probably she might right be a, an expendable dead eye <laughs> yeah exactly all right that's our show episode 25 thanks so much for listening everybody if you want to give us a call, you can reach us at 650-485-DEAD. That's 650-485-3323. You can email us at groovy at podcastica.com. And, of course, you can find us on the web at facebook.com slash evildeadcast or at evildeadcast on Twitter. Please check out the other shows on the Podcastica network at podcastica.com where you can find my Walking Dead podcast and you can also find Chris's Walking Dead podcast, The Talking Dead at talkingdeadpodcast.com. And uh, man, one more week of this. I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough doing this podcast because I we we you and I Chris both have our Walking Dead podcasts and our families and everything, but uh, I totally look forward to it too and it's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's it's great. I love I mean, I love sitting around recording with you guys and and love watching the show too. So it's it's a busy week of podcasting for us, but totally worth it. Yeah. We still got one more, guys. One more. One yep. more. One yep. more. <laughs> All right. That's for now. That's it. That's our show. Thanks so much for listening. I should have slapped you harder. Harder.